out New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out, out New York, New York, big city of dreams. Gunshots is going off, man, because the Knicks beat the Hawks. What's going on? It's Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show here. Give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And what do you know? Our Knicks, man, our beloved Rooks, had a day today, man. We showed off. You know how? You know what I said before, right? Like, anytime we play the Hawks, I don't care what we play in them. I don't care if it's summer league, preseason. I don't play if we're playing in bowling, badminton, ping pong. I want to beat the Hawks. I want the smoke. And that's exactly what the Knicks did today. The Knicks brought the smoke to the Atlanta Hawks, beating them 104-85 to with Quentin Grimes stepping up once again. 26 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Sims comes out with 13 rebounds and 6 points on a day. And McBride gives you 19 points and 4 assists as well. Also 11 points from Ovi Toppin. And, you know, quickly came back, didn't shoot well, but he was dominated up today. So, you know, there was a lot to celebrate today, man. The Knicks have a winning season in Summer League, and we're going to break it down for you guys, all right? But before we even break it down, let me introduce our guests, all right? So, first and foremost, um, I've been following this kid on Twitter for a while. He has a, a lot of good video breakdowns, and I noticed, like, he, he has an eye for this stuff. And um, you definitely have to follow him on Twitter, a really good follow. It's my man, Ariel from the Strickland. What's going on, Ariel? Oh, man, appreciate you having me on. Appreciate the kind words, too. Exactly, exactly. I appreciate having you on as well, man. And, of course, you already know who this is. It is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. That's right. Damn right he's in this building, all right? And shout-out to everybody who's rocking with the KOT show, man. Gunshots in the air. Shout-out to Big Reeker. Shout-out to Sean BK. Shout-out to Genie. Shout-out to Adam Johnson. Shout-out to Cuts, Nicks, and Nicks. And JT Reddick who's always here early, early holding down. And also my guy Sherwin M who's rocking over there in the comments section, man. <laughs> and yeah, Sherwin, great question. Are you guys <laughs> going to stop... This Cooper talk now. Stop the talking, man. Stop it. <laughs> Who got the better second round pick? Who? We did. Clearly, yep. Clearly. Clearly. Clear winner. So you know, let's break it down today, man. So listen, man. This game started off. This is this when they say this game is a game of runs today. It was definitely one of those game of runs. The Knicks started off 9-0 run from Grimes to start the game. All three pointers off your head. What did you see from Grimes today, um, Ariel? That you, uh, did you like his game today? Yeah, yeah. He um, he got more comfortable. I feel like uh, we saw it last game. He was definitely you know dribbling the ball more, um, making plays. That, that's one thing that kind of stood out to me a little bit more today. Was he definitely was creating a little bit more for others, which yeah. is something that we didn't see a lot of in the first couple of games. So that's a big positive along with the jump shot that we all know he, he's capable, you know, of hitting. Yeah, absolutely. Anything to add to that, Ryan? I mean, Ariel pretty much said everything right there, you know. It seems like as Summer League went on, he found his rhythm more and he's knocking in more jumpers. He's also creating off the dribble, which is also a positive thing. And it seems like, you know, he, there's more confidence in his game. You know, he's more confident in his handle. And I think that's a pretty good sign going into the season. And, yeah, Grimes is really – he's really stepped it up, you know, compared to how he started out the summer league. 
it's night and day. It's night and day. I, I start, man, I talked about this before. I first noticed it when um, a few games ago when he weighed quickly off in the fourth quarter. That was the first sign to me that this, this man was growing some <laughs> during the game. I was like, okay, fourth quarter, game on the line, you weigh quickly off, you go to the hole and get like a like an and one situation. I was like, okay, Grimes, I see you. Yeah, I, I, And, of course, you know, I've read some things that said he's gotten some words of wisdom from um, – from Anthony Hardaway, who was training with, um, over in the off season. Plus, plus, um, um, who else? Who else? Why? Why am I forgetting his name? Right, Reggie Bullock. They actually share an agent, Reggie Bullock, <laughs> and also Allen Houston, who I keep saying, man, their, their offensive game. He kind of reminds me a little bit of, of Allen Houston, the way he does the one or two dribble pull ups. Um, they all kept telling him to shoot. And it seems like he took it to heart, especially in that first quarter when he goes 9-0 and and just finishes the game with 26 on the night. Another great performance from Grimes, man. For real. <laughs> and, and also defensively. Defensively, he's done well, too. And he just, he's just a complete player. And also, too, um, have you noticed the way he's been going to the home lately? Because for me, ever since I criticized how um he has no left hand and he doesn't go to the hole enough. Uh, he's he's been going to the hole more and then he actually went to his left today. He had a, he had a little hezzy move today. I mean he finished with his right, but he but listen he he had a hezzy move when he drive left hard and finished strongly and it, it kind of surprised me. I was like, all right, I, I I wonder if I wonder if people were noticing that and yeah, he, like, worked on it and like sure. after the second game. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. No, I was just saying that I did notice that during the game. You know, even though he did, you know, finish with his right, I think, you know, the fact that he's at least showing that he can go left would, you know, be a big positive for him going into the season. You know, teams will know that if they force him left, he can go left if possible. Yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a dude who's, like, his first instinct is to, like, pull up and shoot, you know, which makes sense. His jump shots, you know, looks good. It probably feels good, but um, definitely seeing him get to the basket more is something that um, I was looking out for. Because um, when I watched his college games, I watched uh, like probably ten or twelve of his college games. Getting to the basket wasn't something that he was like confident in. Even right. when he would get the lane, you'd see him. You'd see him stop and pull up. You know, like you mentioned, the Allen Houston one dribble, two dribble pull up. Mm-hmm. So any every time he's he's driving to the basket, it's a it's a positive sign for his development because. If he can, if he can, he doesn't have to be, you know, like Derrick Rose driving to the basket. If nah. he can just add a couple of, yeah, exactly. If he can just add, you know, a couple of rim rim drives a game, that that makes it easier for him and for everyone else around around him. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I I think somebody talked to him, man, because I definitely noticed a difference between the first game, the first two games, and these last three. The evidence is just, it just. <laughs> overwhelming to me. Uh, keep it up, grinds, man. It's so hard because this team. Wow, like we have so many weapons right now, and it's it's you want to hold your expectations a little low because it's like oh it's only summer league, it's only summer league, but like you looking at these games and like man these these look like legit weapons. They don't feel they don't feel Kevin Knox's and not to you know not to play on on Kevin Knox. It doesn't <laughs> feel that way where Kevin Knox was having the game, and then it didn't translate. It just the the, the how efficient they are how in the moment they are when the game is playing, like they don't seem to back down f- from a situation. 
when, when looking at summer league, I try to focus less like on makes and misses. Cause yeah, you know, obviously you want to see the guys make shots. Like obviously I keep going, what was it like three for 18? Nobody wants to see that, but no, it's more not. like what transfers for the most part from summer league to the actual NBA level is the skills. So like maybe Deuce isn't going to shoot as well, but you can see that he has the pull up dribble ability. Same thing with Grimes. With Sims, maybe he's not going to look as dominant against, you know, actual NBA centers. Right. But you can see that, you know, the athleticism still pops out on the floor. So it's more so the skills that transfer over. Less so for me, at least, uh, the makes and the misses. Because in a five-game sample, you know, dudes can get hot, dudes can get cold, you know. It's, it's too small of a sample. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I was kind of looking like, how he was making the baskets, um, especially yeah. considering there was, like, a chart that was going around that was – that was um it was it was demonstrating who hits the most pull-up jumpers in uh in college and mcbride and quentin were on the tops of the list so i was specifically looking at that during the summer leagues because you know considering that we didn't have a good offensive game last season when it came to the playoffs like you kind of need guys who can do that and it seems like as the games went on both of those guys started to show that, hey, if the defense is on me, you can still get it. And, and, and that's yeah. the type of energy I like, that we can still get it energy. Am I alone thinking that? No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it, you know, and let's, let's, let's talk about Grimes for a minute, man. Um, Sharif Cooper who? <laughs> Sharif Cooper. Okay, show of hands. All right. All right, show of hands. And shout out to the five dollars super chat, man. Fat boy sends a five dollars super chat. Says the Grimes, McGrind, the Grimes and McBride backcourt in a couple of years is going to be scary. With RJ and OB with IQ, our future looks amazing. Yeah, man. I was having a conversation with Corey about um, you know, upside players versus win now players, and. Listen, man, we have so many players now who are on friendly contracts. It's just, it's really easy to see if there's a player becomes available. Um, we can move, end up moving players like Burks or something and have a guy like McBride or Grimes step right into that role. Um, maybe not seamlessly, but quicker than, um, you know, than necessary if we went for a guy like Sharif Cooper or, I don't, or something. I don't know. I think that's off the market right now. Sharif Cooper? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah? <laughs> nah. I think what had happened was they watch. I think, you know, McBride and those dudes, they watched our podcast where, you know, we had we had Jake and the Pate on here and he was talking about saying how the Knicks took a chance on Sharif Cooper. They was like, oh, word? Okay, we, we'll show you. We'll show you the next game and, tell, and we'll show you that, you know, if Sharif Cooper, Cooper should have been drafted by the Knicks or not, but yeah, I think they, I think they um shut down that noise. Yeah, man, like Sharif Cooper had a horrible game. Now, allegedly, he had a stomach virus, but I think the name of that virus was McBride. He had the caught the McBride virus. <laughs> <laughs> it gets all in your guts. It causes mass turnovers, um, uh, headaches, long sleepless nights. Yeah, that's what he caught. <laughs> like, you notice yeah. he didn't get off the bench after the third quarter. <laughs> but all jokes aside, they said he was he was sick. So, uh, well, I mean, get well soon. But I I don't know. Maybe I'm being biased, but I feel like McBride uh, would have took his cookies anyway. 
But yeah, <laughs> even if even if he was, even if he was healthy, it was clear that McBride was giving him fits. Yeah, yeah, you could tell they took it personal a little bit. Um, they they weren't gonna let him show 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 them up. You could tell there was a little bit of you know some animosity there. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think I don't know, man. Maybe maybe just me. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> That's why I think like you know when you lose, you know when some guys lose, and he's like, "Ooh, my leg!" Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my wrist, my cramps. Like, ah, oh, coach, take me out. Like, that's 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 the vibe I got. But I could be completely wrong and just be a, a biased Knicks fan. That could exactly be it. I mean, look at it. I mean, look at it this way. Sure, Sharif Cooper, he has played well in the summer league. I think he's. I think he led the summer league in assists. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he. I think he was averaging yeah. almost twenty points a game. So the fact that McBride came in and shut him down like that is saying a lot. Yeah, it's saying a lot, and. and oh. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Ariel. I was gonna say, for what it's worth, yeah, like Sharif has been, he's been good in his own right. Uh, Summer league, he's been doing his thing, and he's been showing a lot of the skills that, like, a lot of a reason why a lot of Knicks fans like him. I like him too, um, but a reason why a lot of uh, people like him is just because he he has that like playmaking ability. But um, yeah, he he, he had a horrible game today, though. Hopefully, it was just because he was sick. But yeah, McBride definitely had a part in that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he said he. Hopefully it's because he was sick. But you know, I think it's yeah. if if it, it was part McBride. Too, I'm I'm just I'm just thinking, man. McBride shut him down. Uh, and we'll get more into McBride in in a second. I see first caller is in the queue. Shout out to Jason M. First caller on the KOT show. Gunshot to Jason M. He's about to get in this queue right now. All right, what's going? On? All right, Jason, you're now live on the KOT show. You gotta turn down turn down the mute button a little bit. Get ready, okay? You hear me? Yeah, hit the KOT live button a few times and hit um, watch stream. You should be able to hear the the commentators in the back. Say something, Ryan. Do you, do you hear me? Hey. I can hear you. Can you can you hear Ryan? Say something, Ryan. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah, so I'm on. I'm on the show. Yep, you on the show. Can you hear me and Ryan? Right. I hear you. I don't hear Jay Ellis though. I am Jay Ellis. Yeah, he is Jay Ellis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you sound different. All right. All right. Do yeah, you hear Jason. Ryan? Do you, do you hear Ryan? Side. Okay. I hear it twice. Hold up. Let me turn. Yeah, turn right. him. Yeah, you got to mute. You got to mute it. Got it. You got to mute it. I thought I muted it before, but I didn't mute it. And then I was still hearing you in the background. It was throwing me off. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And make sure you hit watch stream too, so you can hear the commentators as well. If you Where do that. I see that? Where, where's watch stream at? Uh, do you see like little faces or like a little zoom? Hit that on clicking. the Discord, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see a f- oh, yeah, I see my face right next to my name. All right, cool. All right, not no, my the- face. Not yeah. All right, no, sorry, sorry. Good go. What's your question? Um, not really a question. I was just gonna talk about the game. You know, um, I was I was so impressed by McBride this game. Like. I'm I'm a big Sharif Cooper fan, and I wanted the Knicks to draft Sharif Cooper. I like McBride too, and I like McBride before the draft. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this: I've never seen anyone defend Sharif Cooper the way McBride defended him today. And that includes Davion Mitchell, because I watched they played each other in college. Oh, Usually, okay. when Sharif Cooper has a bad game, he struggles to finish at the rim, or he struggles shooting. But yeah. He usually always gets by his first defender like it's nothing. <laughs> and he was not getting by McBride today. It was crazy to see. Yeah, man. I think it's it's different at this level, man. Like, I think you know what it is too. Like, these guys did their homework. Like, they wasn't they wasn't falling for head fakes. They wasn't falling for head fakes. They was kind of like forcing the ball out of his, his hand early. So they wasn't going. So you know, once you're not a jump shooter, you're not going to really you're gonna play for that drive, man. So I feel like McBride played him smart, and he's been playing people tough 
all game. So I, I feel like at this level, if you're going to play defenders, you got to have a jumper. And that's just something that Sharif is missing. And I think it's partly why he didn't have a good game today, besides the stomach flu and McBride just locking him down on defense, personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, wait, so I can only hear you speaking, right? That's what you're saying because I didn't press watch stream? Yeah, yeah, but they didn't say anything anyway. They, they kind of chill in the background. And the other thing I was going to say about Grimes, this will be the last thing I say. Okay. I don't think people understand the type of player Grimes is or will be in the NBA. Like, a lot of people keep saying they want to see him create more, create more, right? Mm-hmm. He's never. He's going to be an off-ball player. Like, he's going to be kind of like what Mikel... I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Mikel Bridges, but you see the role Mikel Bridges plays for the yeah. Suns? Yeah. He ca- everything he does is off-ball. He catches the ball... He's not going to be the one setting the pick and roll, breaking off the guy off the dribble. But when you reverse the ball to him and he does a pump fake because the guy has to close out to him, yeah. that's when he's going to be able to drive and make the right decisions. I like that comparison, man. Yeah, I like that. So, like, ideally, I mean, the other one would be, and this is another one I would really hope he gets to, is Desmond Bain, what he's been doing for the Grizzlies. It's the same type of thing where it's like, you know, you, he plays off-ball and he could be an elite off-ball player. Mm. I, I can and, see that, too. Yeah, and that's what I see for him. I mean, it's cool, the, all the creation's cute and all, but you know, I don't know if that's ever going to be really his game. I think his game is going to be an elite defensive guard who can shoot like crazy, and also can like when he gets when when they try to take away the shot, he can then make something happen. Now I agree with you, and if you've seen a little bit of that, I mean, the shot he's had a little bit of shot creation, but like you said, it has it's not like some over dribbling type of shot creation. It's been like simple driving cake type of stuff and that's what you expect from him and he's been doing that yeah, well but the thing is with this summer league squad we don't have like a great creator like quickly's trying and he's doing okay but like you know when he's playing with derrick rose and kimba walker and julius Randle and rj barrett he's gonna get a lot more open shots where the ball's gonna get kicked to him and the right. defender's gonna be closing out on him and he got a quick release so He's either going to get that three off or he's going to be able to fake it and then drive and then do something else with it. But since the defense is already tilted, he's going to have the advantage already. He doesn't have to create the advantage himself. Nah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And all I ask of him, if he's ever to face uh, the Hawks in the playoffs and they put <laughs> Trey Young on this man, he better take advantage of it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> if he yeah, plays the way to he honest, did today, he will. <laughs> I don't know if he will in his first year. Yeah, not nah, yeah. I mean, eventually, you're right. You're right. Because right. I think he, I think he kind of, at least right, his first year, he's gonna be very Reggie Bullock like. Yeah, absolutely. He might well, not, he might not even get that much time this year, considering we have Alec Burks and quickly, and uh, Evan Fournier. It's gonna be a lot for him to even break this rotation. To be honest. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I feel like, I mean, it might not be this year, but at the, or it might not be at the deadline. But at some point, we're gonna have to make a consolidation trade. There's just too much depth on this team, and there's going to be players out of the rotation. Yeah, it's a good problem to have, man. It's a good problem to have, man. And, yo, and thank you. Yo, thank you for the call, Jason, man. Definitely yeah, yeah, no back. problem. I'll, really, I'll get off now. For sure. Really enjoyed your insights. For real. Yeah. All right. But, yo, yo Jason is right, man. Jason, <laughs> Jason is absolutely right. Like, at some point, we're going to have to move something, but, you know, it's a good problem to have. Go ahead, Ariel. Yeah, I agree with, like, basically everything he said. The only, like, little thing I guess I'd tweak is uh, why the reason why Grimes, like, showing any kind of flashes of creation, even if they're, like, small or subtle, is, is that you want guys who who can take advantage of a defense that's shifting already. Right. Um, part of the issue we saw with the Hawks and against the Hawks in the playoffs was that even when Julius was able to create an advantage and he'd swing the ball to a guy like Bullock, 
Bullock wasn't able to make that next play that would really lead to the open bucket, whether that was just Great a pack point. and closeout or, or the one dribble, two dribble pull up or, or getting to the basket and making that next next little um pass. So, I mean, yeah, we, we, we're never going to see Grimes like be our point guard or the primary initiator, mm-hmm. but you do those little flashes of, of playmaking are a real positive because those are the guys that are, are valuable. Even a guy like my cup Bridges. Um, we saw that in the playoffs, he, he'd attack a closeout and then dump it off to eight and or pull up for his little mid-range jump shot that he's developed. So it's valuable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right, man. Even the Hawks in general, like, they don't have, you know, they had Trey Young, who, who's the primary playmaker, but the other guys were at least able to make plays um, off the ball as well, and it proved valuable for us. When, when you Whenever you have multiple playmakers on a team, it's dangerous. Uh, is it like so i mean you're absolutely right on that point ariel uh good point for yeah. sure for sure, for sure. And, and one last little thing too it, it makes it harder to hide a guy uh, a guy like trey on Grimes than it is to hide a guy to hide him on a guy like bullock who, who can actually like dribble the ball uh even even if it's just a little bit yeah exactly and we yeah, we, just, right. we don't need that much more dribbling we just need a little bit more dribbling than bullock was giving us you know <laughs> yeah it's a little bit more creation it's not you know a huge difference but every little bit counts Absolutely, every little bit counts. And yo, shout out to the chat. Yo, shout out. I see my boy Alex. Shout out to Alex in the chat, man. I see you, bro. Shout out to Alex Tratar. Uh, the Tratacaster Trateros is in the chat. Shout out to you, man. Gonna get you back on the show as well. Also, shout out to everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. Robert Paris, uh, Adam Johnson Jr. He says, I was, I think McBride was trying to send a message to Trey Young through Cooper. I'm coming for you. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. <laughs> he pretty much shot down um, Trey Young Light. You know what I mean? So I'm with it, man. He sent in the message for sure. Hopefully they got that message. All right. And shout out to Joe Russo as well. So, and salute to the chat, man. Um, I see another more callers are coming in um, for the KOT show. Uh, but um, before we even get to the next caller, what's, what's, what's the biggest surprise? Has there been any surprises for you? When it comes to McBride, um, um, yeah, McBride Ariel, is anything surprised you so far? I know you, you you've watched them and broken down some tape. Yeah, in terms of surprises, not necessarily. Maybe maybe the amount of pull ups he's hitting. He's hitting some tough ones from deep too. So I guess the three point pull up shooting is probably the biggest surprise to me. Not that I didn't think he was capable of it, but he's been hitting some tough shots. Yeah, like he's been hitting some tough shots. And um, but yeah, um. For the most part, he's been as advertised. People talked about his defense. I saw his defense in college. He's he's a monster. He's like a psychopath on that end. Um, so yeah, he, he's been mostly as advertised. Um, I'm kind of shocked he fell to the second round, to be honest. Yes, yeah, doesn't even seem. It's kind of crazy how like these two rookies, guys, guys who were not in the lottery and a guy in the second round, is pretty much averaging forty to fifty points. For our summer league squad for like two or three <laughs> games straight, like what does that happen? That like these Knicks, man. They sometimes they they get hit or miss in these uh, the lottery, but I don't know. Over these last few years, we have to be like the best non-lottery drafters, or <laughs> one of the best non-lottery drafters in the past like three or four years or so. I don't know. They gotta be up there. Memphis yeah. is probably up there too, but but the Knicks have like Mitchell Robinson getting Mitchell Robinson in the second round quickly at twenty five. Yeah. If Grimes and McBride and now Sims even pan out, then that's that's a lot of value to get outside of the lottery. That's a lot of value, man. You, you know, I even feel like Isozo, I don't know what he did. I, I still feel like he's gotten drafted <laughs> somehow, man. I don't know what he did or who he pissed off. 
But, you know, I know he didn't play defense, but I didn't think he was, like, not in the NBA bad. You know, <laughs> like, I feel like something happened there. Something. Yeah, something. No, no, just um, Harper was just saying something had to happen because it's not even like he got picked up by a different team. Like, he's just not in the NBA. And it's like, why? Because the guy's offensive game, you know, it should keep him in, t- in the league. But for whatever reason, no team is picking him up. And it does, you know, make you wonder, like, What's going on in NBA circles? Like, why are they not giving this guy a chance or whatever the case may be? Yeah, exactly. Yo, hey, uh, Ryan, I, hey, I'm going to ask you the same question, Ryan, on McBride. Any surprises that you've seen from McBride so far? Not really. I expected his defense to be top-notch. He's definitely shown that in summer league. Also, his offensive game, he's shown he can hit the three. He's doing that in summer league. I mean, he's pretty much playing like I expect him to play. Maybe the only thing is that I didn't expect him to be like this good off the bat, you know, like, you know, maybe I maybe I expect him to, you know, maybe, you know, kind of like slowly, like, you know, catch his stride. But he's caught his stride in a hurry and he's playing really good. Like, maybe that's the only thing I could say, the fact that he's caught on so fast. Yeah, man, I think I'm going to be Ariel, you guys, more specifically, the pull up threes, the volume of the pull up threes. Like, I didn't expect him to take that many threes and then be yeah. that efficient taking that many threes because you know the thing on him was you was the, the mid-range guy he's the mid he's a pull-up mid-range guy so but it just seemed like it was like happened over and over again grinds break down defense whip it to mcbride mcbride step in for three easy mcbride off the dribble for three quickly passes on it for three it's like when i did where did that come like i didn't know like i knew he shot you know you look at his stats he shot what I mean, let me pull up his stats right now. Find them real quick. He shot like forty percent from three. He was up there. Yeah, forty-one percent from three, which is pretty high. But I just did not expect the volume to be that high that I'm seeing right now. Yeah, I will say too, Sims helped him out a lot too. Those screens, the Sims were setting, they helped him and Grimes a lot. I tweeted that as well. Sims was setting some good screens for both those guys and quickly too. Yeah, and Sims is guy as a guy who's supposed to be supposed to be working on his screens. Like he wasn't supposed to, he was supposed to be like an okay screener. Am I am I wrong in that assessment? That's what I think I was hearing about him. Uh, he's already um, a better screener than Mitch. I'll say that. Well, yeah, <laughs> he, he's already a better screener than Mitch <laughs> for sure. Todd is probably first on the team, and Sims is probably up there as well. I know Nernis is probably definitely the bottom, <laughs> but Todd is probably the best one if I had to rank him. Absolutely, Taj is always a beast of screen. He's like that, yeah. Taj is Mister <laughs> Fundamental all around. Uh, shout out, <laughs> shout out to uh, my guy Reaper who is next. Um, I'm gonna bring him in real quick, man. Okot Fave, let's go. What's going on, Reaper? You are now live on the Kot Show. Yep. You already know what to do. Hit that Kot Live button and hit the the watch stream button, and you'll be good to go. But you a vet, so you already know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good evening, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, how you guys doing? All right. Yeah, we're good. You enjoying these games? We enjoying 104 points from a Nick Summer League team again. How you scoring 100 point points in 40 minutes? Uh, yeah, we just showed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been you know it's definitely been pretty impressive, even with like uh, this time around with uh, quickly not having a great shooting game. But he made uh, much better decisions uh, today. Felt like. Because I'm kind of I'm starting to see what you were saying in terms of like you know how how he's able to like he's been able to really break down the defense a lot and kind of like you know um, it creates some open shots although a lot of it is like you know it's on the perimeter but right 
but it's been it's still been you know it's been pretty impressive to see so i mean i still think he's got a long way to go but uh sometimes some of the you know certain parts of the game when when he's running it it kind of like yeah it does feel like the offense it tends to you know uh stagnate sometimes but you know nobody's perfect right yeah but, uh, it has been pretty pretty impressive though to see what he did today although he didn't screw very well yeah three of 18 from the field today 16 percent um Again, he he missed some people. There was especially he was trying to get himself on track. I think in the uh, was it third quarter, and he yeah. he had Ob open uh, a, a few times right in his favorite spot by that three point line, and he chose to to, to chuck the uh, the fifty footer. And I was like, <laughs> quick man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he, you know, you definitely still got a little ways to go. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's like um, it, it's work, work in progress. I definitely do see why why they're basically trying to uh, invest time and in, you know, and him to see if he can actually become you know more of a, a steady point guard or maybe even a starting quality point guard. Yeah. But you know, only time will tell. Yeah, absolutely. Because when he gets started, then it's like, then it's like so holy crap moment because when she starts hitting those long balls everybody gets starts to scramble and then like the and the, the the passing lanes really start to open up wide once he people start going um for sure man yeah oh you know one of the other things i really like about uh what they've been doing is they haven't been really shutting down like their players um i just it's like the organization as a whole where like they know these guys are young guys that need a lot of reps so mm-hmm. they're not trying to, you know, be cute. Like, you know, play the guys for like two games and then shut them down. Right. Uh, they're just like pretty much showing these guys, you guys, you know, you guys need to get out there and work on your game and practice. So that's been really impressive to see uh, the organization doing that. And then also, and, you know, I could definitely see why quickly he's just, he's just doing him while he's out there. I think he just, they just gave him the command to just do whatever he wants to do, um, you know, not necessarily do whatever you want to do, but essentially, uh, this is your game. Uh, you know, you need to play. It's not just for And so uh, I kind of like the approach to summer league. Oh, I'm sorry about that. My reception is terrible. In the office. Hold on a second. <laughs> sorry. Can so you guys good. hear me clearly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You go. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, there. I just, you know, I was just saying the organization, their whole approach has been like really, you know, it's been pretty um, solid and pretty impressive. The fact that they're not just letting the guys just, you know, or not giving the guys like games off, uh, just making sure that they play and get as much reps as possible. And then the other thing I noticed when I watched the games out there in, uh, in the summer league, um, before the games begin, if you kind of look at uh, the other teams, it's like, it's uh their the Knicks routine is like it's a lot more it seems like it's like a lot more coordinated. Most of the teams out there they just go out there and they're like shooting layups and just shooting jump shots from wherever. And the one thing I noticed like with most of these teams they can't shoot at all. A lot of these kids can't shoot. It's pretty crazy. Like even Jalen Jalen Green he's the one kid like for some reason is like and when he's in games he's hitting jump shots but. Like, when they're just practicing, this kid can't even make two in a row. <laughs> That's right, because you was at some of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you was in a lot Vegas. of these kids, yeah, a lot of these kids just can't shoot. And you get some of them that are just gamers, and, like, once the game is on, they're just hitting everything. But, but like, um, but in terms of the Knicks, the way they approach, like, you know, the pregame warm-ups is just way more different. It's like, it's, uh, 
it seems like it's a lot more thoughtful and it's like uh, rehearsed and practiced. So it's like, you know, so it's, it's just different when you see the next. You, it's just, you know, it's, it's almost like you can tell, like, you know, yeah. uh, what teams take it seriously mm-hmm. and uh, who the good who the good teams are, really. And so, but a lot of the other teams that you can just tell the organization is like, it's like, it's, it's more like this organization. <laughs> and it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, man, that's, that's a good, this, this is one of those insider points you only get from people who are actually in Vegas, man. Yo, yo, thank you, Reaper, for that insight, man, because I would have known that if, unless uh, I was there myself. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Uh, but, yeah, that was pretty much what I said. And then the other thing was um, I was actually going to say was um, uh, the previous caller had a very good point. I've been thinking about this, like, since Summer League. If McBride and, like, you know, and uh, Grimes, if they keep growing, I, I think Grimes is going to have the same issue once the preseason, start, preseason and regular season starts because the uh, – competition is going to be like you know yeah. the talent level is going to be much higher so he's going to going to take him time to it's almost like he's going to have to do it all over again where he's going to look horrible yep. and then he's going to get more comfortable and so he just seems like that kind of player yep uh but if both of those guys keep growing and you know Thibodeau was like if you look at the starting lineup or projected starting lineup right now is like that's not a very good defense, in my opinion. It doesn't look a very, like a very good defensive team. Nope. And so, um, and so, at some point, I, I just think you know Thibodeau is going to be, he's going to be looking at the bench and he's going to be like, you know, which one of these kids am I going to want to play because I can't deal with all this like you know, like uh, everybody just running to the hoop. So, yep. so I just you know I think you know that's what I think at some point the previous caller has a good point. I think, you know, there's a good possibility later on this year or even, like, next year, I think they may end up uh, moving some of these players. Like, um, and as crazy as it sounds, I'm not, it's not just Burks. Even if you look at either, I think it's either someone like Burks or even, like, the new guy we saw. The, uh, yeah. Fournier. Yeah. Fournier, yeah. So I think both of them are, in my opinion, because it's, like, it's going to be kind of difficult to have, like, you know, that lack of defense. Like, you know, and then if you look, Archie Barrett, like, towards the end of the year, his defense, he was getting torched by everybody, you know. People forget, yeah. like, towards the end of the year, R.J. Barrett's defense took a huge step backwards. And, um, I mean, even in the playoffs, he was getting cooked by, like, freaking, uh, like, whoever, you know, the Hawks basically put on him was basically cooking him. So, um, so I think, you know, people, like, you got to keep that in mind that, you know, Thibodeau's going to really – you know, he's, he's going to be really itching to play one of these younger guys, I think, yeah. because of the defense. Yeah, I've been, I've been saying know? that every every show I've been saying that he's he's has, he's so used to having a defensive guy in his starting lineup. I fully expect him to at some point to pull his hair out and go, no, you know what? I need to put a defensive stopper here for this amount of time just because that's what I'm used to. So I kind of expect mm-hmm. it to happen at some point. I don't know when or what part of the season, but I completely agree with you, man. For sure, yo. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for calling, Reaper, man. Always enjoy your insight. All right. Okay, have a good day. All right. But, yes, yeah, solid points there from Reaper, man. Uh, yeah. Definitely solid. I'm not, Go ahead. I'm not as concerned about the defense, necessarily. I think in the regular season, at least in the playoffs, I'd be more concerned. But in the regular season, I think what we learned from last year, especially with, like, Mitch getting hurt and Nerland taking his spot, is that, like, Tibbs is – scheme is much more about, I guess, the positioning of defenders more than the actual personnel. So, yeah, Fournier and um, Kemba are like a step back defensively, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that 
Tibbs' scheme kind of makes up for it. So while I don't think the Knicks are going to be like top three in defense like they were uh, this year, right? Maybe they drop back, but maybe it's to like ten. <laughs> yeah, like ten. You know, around that number where it's still like okay, we're still a good defense. Um, and I think even so, the you're getting so much more offensive help that it's, it's worth the defensive drop off. Because the offense at times was just ugly and stagnant, and they need that 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 influx of like shot creation that comes by Fournier break. Yeah, nah, that's a good point too, man. We have Reggie Bullock who's averaging what ten points a game, and you get Fournier there, Fournier in there who's going to average. He can average like nine more points than he can. Yeah. So you know, uh, that's going to be a boost within itself. And we're not even talking about Kemba Walker compared to Alfred Payton. <laughs> like I don't like you don't even need, I don't even need yeah. to do the math, right? <laughs> but like like the the upside of, of Kemba Walker in that starting lineup depending on his health can be astronomical for us. So you're absolutely right. The offense is could just be that much better and Mitch is back too. Oh he helps Mitch. a lot with the defense. He can he can make up for a lot of the deficiencies that Kemba and Fournier have. If they just funnel guys into the paint, Mitch can do the rest. So exactly. I think people are going to really appreciate Mitch this year. Yeah, and he put it on if some weight. So maybe he can push back on some of these big boys mm-hmm. um, like, like he couldn't do, do last year. I, I still remember when we played the Cavs and he was getting be- bullied around in preseason. Uh, he, he's gotten better during this, as the season went on, but I, I just look forward to see how he plays with the extra weight that I see him put on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and also I want to um, add one thing. Uh, about Big Reaper said about IQ playing the point guard. Like, I understand, you know, IQ had some moments where, you know, if somebody was open, he didn't pass the ball, look for his own shot. But honestly, in the first half, like, if you just take the first half in itself, like, I think that was some of the best point guard play I've seen from quickly, even though he wasn't scoring the ball. Some of the, like, some of the plays he was making, some of the passes he was making, yeah, to, to me was probably the best I've seen him play point guard all summer league. Yeah, some of those pocket passes um, from yeah. pick and roll was kind of on point. That kind of turned my head a little. I was like, oh, this is a new wrinkle I haven't seen before. Um, even he was kind of doing some Lonzo Ballish full court pass. That full court pass he had to Grimes was pretty uh, crazy, too. And even his shooting percentage, when he, he, he shot 18 shots a day. In the first half, half of those shots were like bailout shots. The team was like, Oh no! There's three seconds left. We need somebody else to take the shot. Like first of half of those shots, I felt like he took three or four bailout shots where the team just gave him the ball with two or three seconds left and was like, "Do something." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like that kind of accounts to some of this bad shot taking, at least in the first half. Um, but yeah. overall, seven assists for quickly. Uh, a mixed bag of the point guards, the point guard spot. But I, like, like I always keep saying, man, I believe in. I believe in the experimentation of point quickly just because of what he brings between the long ball and the floater. And if, if he's able to develop some more point guard skills and it seems like it's coming along, um, then I'm, I'm a four. I'm four. I'm four point quickly experiment for sure. <laughs> I got in a lot of arguments over IQ being a point guard. Um, <laughs> I've seen him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of them. But I guess my – yes, it's important for a point guard to be able to pass. And I think IQ – has the threshold like he's at the point where like I think he's a good enough passer where you can rely on him to, to create but the value in IQ being a point that teams have to go from like 30 35 feet out you saw it in summer league I mean it's summer league but you saw it in summer league how teams how far out teams have to guard him there's people exactly. jumping at pump fake 
from 30 feet out. That exactly. The kind of pressure that puts on a defense is you can't overstate it. And even if you just, I'm not comparing quickly to, to these guys, but if you just look at the top 10 or so point guards, how many of them would you even consider a, a pure point guard? You know, um, the, the NBA has kind of changed. The, the point guard position has, has evolved. Right. It's more important that you can score and create and, and get shots. It's, it's more about the pressure you put on a defense more so than like the passing necessarily. So, I mean, I, I do understand the concerns with IQ. I'm not saying he's perfect. He still has, still has ways to go. But I think, I think the, we're overreacting a little bit to, to his play as a point guard, per se. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. We've been, we've been saying it every summer league episode this season. <laughs> like, listen, man, I know it's not perfect, and I know I criticize the, the good and the bad with IQ, but just, there's just so much benefit of having a guy who can pull up from, like, the logo and is always going to be a threat from there to just open up everything else for everybody. It just puts so much pressure to on the defense to kind of move and react. And those passing lanes and those floater lanes and those alley-oop lanes just become that much more wide open just be, just because he's a threat to hit that consist, consistently and get hot. Um, and, and, and I always see, like, even the floater game, I know he takes too many floaters, but mm-hmm. that floater game is a perfect compliment for alley oops, man. It's like it just really is. Yeah, most, yeah, most definitely. And I just want to throw in this one thing right quick because remember how how we were complaining earlier in, in the summer league about IQ saying that he, it seems like when he passes the ball, he only passes the top end. Mm-hmm. But it seems like as summer league went on, like he he kind of like formed a rapper with McBride in the backcourt in the backcourt as well. And I saw that he was finding McBride more, and McBride mm-hmm. was kind of moving towards the ball. So that quickly could find him. Good point. And that, and that's where a lot of McBride's um shots came from, where he knocked in the three. So I also like the dynamic between IQ and McBride that developed during summer league. Yeah, man, the trust started to build after. Look, look. I think it's funny those blessing in the skies things, man. He got a groin pull. I don't even know if it's true or not. Maybe they want to see McMore McBride. I mean, it's conspiracy theory in my mind. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, after the grind pull, I think. You know, respect so much more respect might have happened. He's like, okay, I sat down, I didn't play. They scored fifty-one points without me. So you know, you sitting down on the bench watching that, that might change your mind. That might give them a little bit more trust. You might start to look for the guys who can win a game without you on the bench. Now he's like, okay, maybe I don't have to be the man. I don't got to be Tupac at the end of the movie. Like I can just, (laughs) I don't need to have the juice. Here you go, the juice. Yeah, share the juice. Here you go. (laughs) Here you go, McBride. Here you go, Grimes. (laughs) <laughs> I guess yeah yeah yeah. One thing I guess to me a little bit, uh, just a quick point. Just one thing about IQ that I think was important that we saw this summer league is that they, it wasn't there wasn't a high volume of it, but he had a lot of attempts right at the rim, which mm-hmm. I think is a huge thing for him because getting all the way to the basket, if he can get paint touches where you got you know both feet you know in the restricted area and he's finishing those, those are the kind of things that'll make his floaters even easier. Because not only would it open right. up lobs, but he'll get his own shot. You want his floater not to be his main diet of shots. Yeah. You won't want it to be, yeah, you know, the defense is dropping back. Now mm-hmm. here's the floater. You want it to be, you know, the counter move, not the move. Nah, I feel you. Like, the more moves you have in your bag, the less predictable you are, and the more you can get uh, that floater yeah. off, man. Absolutely agree. Man. He, I did see him get to the line a few times. I actually saw him take three jump shots. All right, he took three jump mid-rangers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's progress. That's progress. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I think he hit one. I think he's one for three. One for three on a yeah. mid-range jumpers for, for Summer League. Uh, progress. Small progress, but it's progress. Right? It's, just, it's so hard to be efficient on floaters. Floaters are like a shot in basketball, like in the NBA. It's yeah. very hard to be efficient on that. Very hard. And somehow he found a pocket to be efficient in, in certain yeah. parts of the season and showed it uh, uh, his uh, – I call it quick, quickly he's kind of like uh, – what's the name? Like Lollipop Head Light to me. <laughs> Lollipop. I'm mad. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> and if you laugh, and if you laugh, yeah. you're going to hell. All of y'all. All right. Oh man. <laughs> I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see you right there. <laughs> like, That's... like, how does someone look the young and old at the same time? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. I started. My bad. I, I started to suspect off. My bad. <laughs> All right, yo, next call. I'm out. JT Reddick has been sitting here patiently for like 15 minutes. Um, shout out to JT Reddick, who's going to be the next caller. But I, I, like the, I like the flow of the conversation. I just had to get that off real quick, all right? So shout out to JT Reddick. Um, he's been watched for a minute, man. Now he's finally about to, to talk to us, man. Shout out to JT, JT Reddick. You are now live on the KOT show. Make sure you meet your background. Uh, hit that KOT live button two times to hear us. And hit join stream or, or watch stream to uh, hear the commentators in the background as well. All right, JT. All right, uh, I'm looking for it right now. Boom, boom. All right, say uh, something. Say something. Uh, yep, say something, Ryan yeah. or Ariel. Can you hear? Yo, that? you can hear me. Yeah, Yo, you hear me. Yep. Yeah, you guys. I hear ya. Perfect. Okay, cool. All right, salute, salute, salute. Everybody, hit that like, uh, like button for everybody. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, long time fan, been watching since yeah, you know, it was a fantastic four. Now it's two, now it's three. So we've <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> been here for the, the ooh picks, the bruh picks. Exactly, <laughs> man. For everything, man. So salute to you, man. Yeah, been you know, watching when you was with Nick Fan TV and mm-hmm. I already, you know, like you said, a lot of people didn't even know you had your own show. I already knew back mm-hmm. when you was doing it on Sundays and now you got your stuff right here. So just really you know, always supporting. Salute, man. Salute, man. Following journey. You're most, on all the steps. Salute to you, bro. <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. So, um, it was, you know, of course, going hit the hit the topic everybody's been talking about is IQ. And I think the reason why a lot of us are overreacting with IQ, I'm myself included, is we Kimba and D Rose, you know, it's not like those guys are like 25, 26 injury free. We like, eh, you know, whatever. We know they got the reins of the future. I think that's kind of what's going on with it. Is we everyone's afraid, like, yo, if what if both of them you know, get hurt and he's got to step up. Is he ready? And of course he's not because he still has to learn. Because me personally, I don't think he's a point guard. I think he's a combo guard because right. you can see he doesn't let the game come to him when he's under the pressure of, you know, having to make the decision to make the plate, to play make, mm-hmm. and then to find his shot. And sometimes I, me from the eye test, I see he's look, he looks for his shot a little too much versus trying to figure out, okay, how to play make, unless it's something that's obviously open for him. Right. So that's kind of my that's my logic with that. So that's why in and doing the eye test, I posted. On, I mean, not posted. I put on the Discord that the eye test seemed like McBride is better at letting the game come to him. But sometimes I wonder if that's a fair analysis because McBride don't have to worry about the you know the ball, the playmaking, and all that stuff. So I'm gonna say that I think everyone's more worried about what's gonna happen two years from now versus next year, or even next year in case God forbid Rose and uh, Kemba get hurt. So right. that's just that. And then also, too, with all the talent we have is like you don't want 
McBride and Grimes to have no time at all in the league and they play in the G League or they've got, you know, real situational minutes and then they come in and they look trash because let's be honest, who can really come off the bench? Right. And you and you have like four DMPs and then you just lighten it up. That's that's just really unrealistic. Absolutely. Now, yeah, a lot of valid points. Anybody want to anybody want to tackle that? Um. Yeah. You know, that's why dust matters. You know, because you know injuries happen. And the good thing about having dust is that maybe they can help prevent injuries. Like, there's I can definitely see like days where they'll probably sit Kemba or Rose and just give them the day off. Maybe on back to back. You know, you can do that when you have a McBride ready to step in and he's ready to play. You know, so it's a good thing to have depth. Longer term, um, it's good to have that problem as well. You want options and. Even if they do eventually swing that big trade that I think everybody's kind of expecting to happen at some point, yep. you have the depth where you can trade all those pieces and still have something left over, you know? Exactly. So it's a good problem to yeah, have, I think, you know? I think it's a good problem to have. And then with both IQ and McBride, I think they both can flourish with be, sharing the court with, like, Randall and RJ because both of those guys can play make also. So in times they can let yeah. the game come to them because – one thing, one game that stuck out with me, I cannot remember for the life of me, it was when we were blowing some team, I can't remember, and when they had the situational players come in, they had IQ running the point, and this dude was playing like blacktop man on fire, just <laughs> shooting up, just throwing up everything. It's like, oh, you got like almost 30 points. Let Knox eat, let Frank eat. Yeah, let I remember that. Like, guys, I remember that. You guys haven't had no time, and IQ just like, nah, it's my show right yeah, now. Exactly. So I think that's the maturity part that IQ still has to kind of get to like, hey, you know, he that's because me you know i'm watching i'm like okay can this that's kind of the red flag i got off rip when i was like all right can he be the point guard of the future but then i saw it, i was like man i don't know man he he think he ai he's not like, so. <laughs> <laughs> some of that is valid too i'll say this though when, when iq plays with randall in that in that first unit do you notice the huge difference Oh, yeah, because Randall is that OG on the floor. That's like, all right, you're not going to show out like the way you want to. So Exactly. That's why when people talk about IQ starting with Randall, I don't be, I'm not worried because Randall is – We'll eat him for for brunch, dog. Like he's not going to go. <laughs> oh, Randall, Randall gonna Oakley him in the locker room if he try to show out too much. So that's kind of why, like I said, people really question. Like if if we was a young team with a bunch of rooks, then I was like, okay, we gotta worry about something because he's going. You know, like we see in some leagues, what will happen during regular season. But I don't really think that, like I said, that's gonna happen during the um, regular season. And I think McBride is the same. You know, the same way. And also, I think McBride has a bit of a leg up on him on defense because McBride is that pit bull. And, yeah. like, I feel like McBride, if you have both of them on the floor, McBride's going to look at how to make a stop before making a shot, and quickly he's going to look at putting his shot up before, you know, making a stop. Yeah, yeah. You want to say something, Ryan? Oh, no, I'm just um okay. agreeing with um JT got to say, you know, I don't really uh, have anything to really add like that. You know, like, I agree, McBride is a pit bull, you know, Quickly be throwing up shots. I mean, it's evident. We we know we know how these guys yeah, play. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. if Ryan agrees with me, that's the man with the stats and the fact. Then I know I'm on the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll say this, and I said this in the last couple of shows too. Uh, like, to me, McBride is the steadier diet of the two. Like you're go- you're gonna yes. get less mistakes from McBride, but what quickly does is he opens up things more. Like there's bigger, there's bigger lanes when quickly makes the right play like there's more the, the defense scrambles harder when quickly makes 
the right play and starts gigs going. So uh, that I'll, I'll say that um, the difference between them. So it really depends on what you want and what you need at some point. Like you can go for the home run with quickly, and you can go for like you know not to say that. McBride is a bunt because he's not a bunt. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> nah, but yeah, quick, quickly he's like a sports car. He's gonna go zero to sixty quick. McBride he's gonna ease up and you know he's gonna get to sixty eventually, but he's gonna get there. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I think like as a fan, the pressure is just like because we're we have such a deep roster that it's like damn, you want to see both of them flourish, but it's like it's very little room for error for the both of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the season was sort of to sort itself out. There's gonna be times when they both gonna have to get some time when the injuries come along. But um, you're right about that. We all worried about that. But um, this front office is smart, man. They made some smart moves. So uh, I'm I'm glad I don't have to figure this out. I, I'm glad nah, I just got to yeah. talk about it. <laughs> a lot of decisions hey, to make. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate y'all for taking my call. Keep doing what y'all doing. I'm gonna keep watching. I'm gonna keep subscribe. I'm gonna keep hitting the like button. I'm keep sharing. Ah, uh, yo, absolutely, man. Great call, man. Man, you, you, JT should have called a long time ago. You a good call, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. All right. Yo, All right, man. Thanks. All right. Salute, All right, man. salute to JT, man. Long time listener. Sound like because we've been doing this how long, Ryan? Twenty sixteen. Yeah, to see it since twenty sixteen. That right. team with D yeah. Rose and D Rose was here the first time with Joe Kimno and those guys. Facts. That was, yeah, that was the first year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when D Rose first came here and Joe Kimno was doing pull ups on Phil Jackson's arm, that's how long we've been doing. Yeah. Here too, All right. <laughs> a long time, man. Exactly, man. So shout out to the long time listeners and everybody who's rocking. We wasn't even on YouTube then. We was just on SoundCloud. Didn't even. Yep. I wasn't even on Twitter. I didn't even know there was a Nick Twitter then. I was on Instagram <laughs> Dolo. Like, oh, this is great. He's on Instagram. Like, there's a whole world over here on Twitter. Look at that. Oh, uh, we're rocking, man. And salute to everybody in the chat as well, man. Chat is rocking. Shout out to Robert Woodward. Picks for Timmy. Joel J. Uh, shout out to Fritz Alexander. As those holding down. Standing no whack. Adam Chaplin. And everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. And shout out to Wise too, man. All right? Man. Uh, this is the wrap-up, so I want to make sure I get everybody because it's not going to be like a summer league talk for a second. Have I... We we see we we gotta talk about Obi Toppin a little bit. Uh, Obi didn't have his best game today. Let me let me pull up the stats. But he's been pretty efficient, man. He's probably he's been our most. Would you say I think he's been our best player? He's been our top scorer. Really, he's been averaging over twenty points a game. I think he's the fifth best. Yeah, he was top five. League. Yeah, top five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Ryan, let me know. How do you see OB's play this season? How are you encouraged by what you've been seeing so far? I know you have, but... <laughs> yeah, like I said, OB's improvement during Summer League has been really good. I, In my opinion, I believe he's, he, he's been the best Nick in, overall in Summer League, and he's shown major improvement in his game. He's, he's definitely worked on his three ball. That's evident. Yeah. Um... Like I said, the other game, he hit a mid-range jumper. So that's another element of his game. If he can add that to his game as well, that's going to make him even more dangerous. He's always been dangerous attacking the basket. And he's showing that he can score at all three levels, which I think is very important, especially in the Knicks team where he's not going to be able to camp by the basket because you already have Mitch Noel on the team. They're going to take that role. So he's going to have to play some type of stretch role, especially if he's going to get minutes on the team. And he's showing that, he has improved this game to the point where he could probably take over that stretch role. And I feel like with his improvement in summer league, 
Dibs is going to have to find him minutes this season. He he can he cannot play this guy ten minutes a game and expect and expect him to be effective. He's shown he's shown improvements, so give him more minutes. Try to find more minutes to give him during the season. Absolutely, uh, I feel like still. I don't know. He shot bad today, one from four from three. But I feel like he's been had to be around like thirty seven or so percent from three. I'm probably like I feel like he's had more good nights than bad from three point land. He had a, the the first night was bad. Uh, the second, third, and f- I feel like the second, third, and fourth night were pretty good. Um, so like I don't know. I, I was I was on the you know keep shooting camp last season. When it came to the threes, because I didn't feel like any was any other way for him to get on the floor, um, I wavered a little bit in the summer league, but I'm kind of mad at myself for even wavering, <laughs> like because <laughs> like, summer league is for working on your weaknesses. You know what I mean? And any complaints on the way he's shooting three, the volume of threes he's hitting, and just the, the fact that he's attempting those threes. I I like the OB. I like I like what we saw from Obi in summer league. You know, he showed a he showed that he improved his skill set a little bit. You know, um, Ryan mentioned the pull up jumper, the three point shot looks smoother, quicker. Um, the only concern I have with him right now is sort of his like finishing ability and traffic. Like he's like taking off from too far, and he yo, you like, read yeah. my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the one thing that I'm like. Like, it's happening a lot, too. It's, like, very frequent. It's not, like, a one or two-off thing where you're just like, all right, whatever. But it's, like, and he, he's, like, jumping off from the free throw line every time trying to dunk on people. <laughs> and it's leading to these, like, very awkward, like, finishes. And I think that's hurting his field goal percentage for the most part. I agree. But, um, yeah, other than that, he's been um, really good, you know. it's. I think it was good for him to have this because um, he didn't have it last year, neither did it quickly because um, of the pandemic. So it's good for these guys to have. Uh, a sort of, I don't know what's the word, uh, a place for them to, to, to refine their skills against competition. They should be dominating and to actually dominate. Yeah, absolutely, yo. It's it's funny because when he does jump from too far, he kind of has this, um, he kind of goes to like a, like a finger roll type of deal when he jumps too far. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just like, I mean, you might as well just try to bang it at this point and get the foul. <laughs> uh, if he just if he just took one more dribble before he jumped, he'd catch a lot more posters and he'd get better better finishes. But he's like, what it makes him do is he's finishing on the way down yeah. instead of like finishing at the top of his jump. So it's like that's why it's like awkward and he's getting blocked. So he's like throwing up these shots that kind of have like no chance. So it's it's a small thing, but you'd like to see him you know fix that. Yeah, it's like Obi when he goes when he jumps from too far. I think in his mind he's like, "I'm a baptizer, dude." When he's when, he, when he's actually in the air, he's like, "Okay, I'm not gonna make it. Now I'm gonna try to switch. You know, try to lay it up, and then that's when it goes all wrong." Exactly. Now commit, <laughs> commit, man. Like, yeah, you gotta commit all the way. If I'm a yeah. baptizer, dude, baptize. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like Knox caught up Ben Simmons. You need to just kind of channel oh, yeah. that type of energy. None of that finger roll stuff. Just bang, just word banging on their head, man. But. I, Agree with you on all points from um, Obi. Uh, definitely has to step in. Um, the Knicks definitely should look to, especially the second unit, man, because sometimes the second unit gets a little dribble heavy. Um, they definitely need to look at giving him the ball on the move a lot Agreed. more. Because it just yeah. seems evident, whether it's a jump shot or a layup or a three, it seems like whenever he has to step into a shot, or move a little bit, he seems way more efficient. He, he seems like a way more natural moving player than a, like a standstill guy. 
So hopefully they implement that a little bit more. It might be harder because of the IQ Burks personnel. They're kind of like ISO heavy. So but I hope they definitely take a look at that. It's going to be, I'm very interested to see how they find him more minutes if they do. Because, I mean, he can only pretty much play the four. Tibbs did not want to play him at the five last year. And I don't think we're going to see him play the five now that Mitch is back. And not, I don't expect him to get minutes early at least. But, you know, he's another big option. And clearly Tibbs wants to play uh, centers. He, he played Norvell Powell over OB at the five at times. So I think right. the only way he's going to get more minutes is if Randall's minutes are reduced a little bit. He led the league in minutes. So maybe if Randall goes from, I think he was at 38 minutes, give or take. So if he goes from 38 to like 35, like yeah. that's another, yeah, 34, 30, you know, in that general area. I think that's the only real way we'll see Obi get more minutes. But I think he's he's earned it. I mean, just based off his summer league play. But, I mean, I think he can handle it. And it, I think it'll be better for him. It's tough to come in play 10 minutes a game and, and expect be expected to like produce you know yeah man i think he can handle it too like i've been i've been like thinking about the trajectory of him and i've been talking about eventually having to move him because of that problem because i feel like he's capped yeah. his potential is capped because of randall um but man like if he can prolong that as long as possible too i wouldn't even mind because i keep saying like when you don't get Value, when you don't get playing time, you diminish value. And it's like, if Obi was to get thirty minutes a game in the NBA, I like he his trade value would be astronomically high. I like I think people would be just be struggling with even thinking. People are struggling with the thought of of trading him now. Um, even me, and I'm t- I've been talking about it since last season, <laughs> especially senior. Yeah, it's, just, it's hard to really see. Like, it's kind of unfair to him, but it's hard to see his role long-term if he can't play alongside Julius, who right. is the team's best player. If they can't coexist defensively, or if Tibbs doesn't think they can, then his his minutes will forever be capped out at, like, 15 max, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of tough on him and the team. I mean, eventually he'll want a bigger role as well. So, I, I don't know. I, I get your, your point that uh, eventually he's probably going to have to be moved, like, fairly, which is kind of unfair to him, but... It's the reality of the situation. Yeah, because that man, he, that man needs to fly, man. Like, you can't, you can't yeah. keep this man at 15 exactly. a game forever. Yeah. Like, can he be a, like a, like a sense shot blocking? I don't, I don't, that's not his game, uh, really. He's a no. passing lane guy. He can, he can get you, you don't want block him, every you don't now want him and again. You don't want him moving on defense. Yeah. You don't want him moving. It's, it's going to be tough. It's tough. It's, it's a, it's an awkward, like, conversation uh. that has to be had at some point. Yeah, it have to happen yet, but it's gonna have to happen at some point. And I get hate comments on YouTube every time I mention it. I'm not. I'm, I, I love. O, I love Obi, man. It's not a hate about. Yeah. It's nothing about Obi being bad or nothing. It's just a, it happens to a bunch of NBA teams when they have multiple players at the same similar position who need time. It happens all the time. Exactly. NBA teams. And yeah, exactly. And usually, what happens is that guy on the bench. And every every situation, the guy on the bench ends up getting moved eventually. In every yeah. situation, and then. Uh, they end up kind of being like a semi all star somewhere else, and you're like, why did they move him? He's like, <laughs> it just makes it just makes sense. I mean, if you can if you can move Obi, not not right now, but in general, if you can move Obi, and instead of having a guy who can only play 15 minutes, you can get a guy who can play alongside Julius and can like give your team a different look. Then it makes sense to make that deal. It's not Obi hate. It's not like Obi slander. It's just <laughs> the reality of the situation. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not. Somebody said I've seen somebody. I think it was a pick. Picks for Timmy he says move Julius to the three. Ooh. 
Mm. Nah, I don't think you can do that in today's NBA. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I see the logic in it, but it's tough. Yeah, that's what I told. I think I said the same thing. Like, I, like he laterally, I feel like he can move his feet enough to to handle the three. Uh, he just doesn't like to guard the three point line that much. Like he's not like he's not a guy who likes stunts and then recovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. which is the reason why putting him at the three can hurt us. Yeah, and plus I don't. To me, Jules Randle doesn't really operate like a true wing anyway. You know what I mean? Like he he doesn't operate like a true yeah. wing, so I wouldn't want. So I wouldn't feel comfortable putting putting him out at the wing anyway. So I, I don't know. I wouldn't be down for that. Yeah, and I see the confusion too because even Obi, like both Obi and Randall, they kind of do wing ish things <laughs> on offense. <laughs> yeah. So people were like, you know what? Put him at the wing. So I get why people say that because on offense they kind of do wingish stuff. But then on defense, it doesn't really translate. So I get because yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because they're like because they're not like great offensive rebounders or like great rim protectors. What it kind of does is it makes them like hard fours. Like they can't really slide up and they can't really slide down. They're more like it's it's better to view them more as big wings, I guess. uh, Is a a better term. But yeah, it's tough. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to darn everybody. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to put your ideas down. <laughs> it's just, it just is what it is at this point, man. We, we, let's pick it back up, man. We talked about all the all the fun stuff. We talked about we talked about uh, what did we talk? We talked about McBride. We talked about Grimes. Uh, only other player I really want to talk about is Sims. We was cap it off with Sims. Um, uh, Sims is a. I've had a brief conversation before the show started about how in the hell. Is this guy the fifty eighth pick of the draft? The way he plays, he had thirteen rebounds today. He's a, a a force as a center, and he's just big for no reason, athletic. And it's not like he's super clumsy. Like sometimes, what happens is you get these guys who's like, okay, they're athletic, but they can't they can't walk and chew gum. This guy can yeah. walk and chew gum a little bit, so like I don't get it. Like <laughs> you get it, I the guy. The only, like, real, like, I'm trying to imagine it from, like, a scout's point of view. And if I'm looking at Sims and I looked at his college tape, uh, I'm trying to imagine what they saw. And I remember watching him immediately. And I'm like, I mean, this guy's a freak athletically. Like, what's the downside? And the only thing I could think of is, like, people want, the NBA wants shooters at the five now for the most yeah. part. And I guess he hasn't really shown a shooting ability. He does have some touch, though. So, I don't, yeah. I don't know. But... I mean, even then, like, I don't know, man. I don't know how he felt that far. It's, it's crazy because when I was doing research on him and I was like, he even showed like a, like a, I mean, I guess it wasn't efficient enough. I see, it seemed like he showed like a threat of a jump shot a little bit. In I, some clips I saw of him. I didn't see him shoot any shots in college necessarily, but he took a, he took a three off a of pick and pop in summer league. And I was like, I yeah, like, he did. I remember that, right? Yeah. And I was like, What's up? and like I made sure like was the shot clock running down, and what he took it with like ten seconds left. Like, so I'm not saying he's gonna be a three point shooter, but the fact that he took that confidently and it didn't look like awful, like it looked yeah. like okay, he looked like he maybe that's a good sign. And then today, he um he took a turnaround jumper in the post. I don't know if you guys saw yeah, that. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. I saw it. 
So, I mean, I'm not saying he can, he will develop a jump shot, but you can see the, the sort of stepping stones to, to eventually him having one, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, even in the first few games, he hit, like, um the first game, he hit a floater in the first game. And I was like, whoa. Oh, I remember that one. <laughs> I was yeah. like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and a sky hook. <laughs> and a sky hook. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm looking at his, like, his strengths and weaknesses, and it's like, does not have offensive game, uh, non-existent post game, and in, the, and in the first two plays he hits a floater and a turnaround over the show. I'm just like, okay, well, he's been working on something in the off season. It's <laughs> maybe he's not consistent, but he's working, man. It's, that's I yeah, take so that for 58th pick. <laughs> he clearly has some touch. He has touch, and maybe he doesn't ever get a jump shot. But if he does get like, if he's able to score in that like floater range where he has like a little floater or, or the hook shot, like that helps too as well. Like. Oh, yeah. yeah, like even like exactly even the foul line the, the shot. I don't, I'm not sure what he what his foul line percentage has been this whole summer league. Uh, let's see today. Mm-hmm. Well, he shot two or two for day, two or two today. Okay. Yeah, I know he wasn't great. He's, he's, de- he's definitely made more free throws than I think he's missed though, from what I've seen. Yeah, so someone asked me who's a better shooter, him than Mitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, small sample size, like going off a of summer league, but he look, it look Sims looks all right right now. Agreed. Yeah, just off just off summer league and like the touch and the it probably it's probably some. I don't really know how we can judge that fairly, but yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. The, the, the only thing with Mitch is that we've seen Mitch shoot, but it's like practice shots. You know, you know what I mean. Like it's just practice. Like we haven't yeah. actually seen Mitch shoot in the game yet. So yeah, we talking about practice. So I don't yeah. know if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen Mitch really take any shots outside of like paint and the NBA, which I mean, it's fine because his value is in the paint, but. I think just off summer league, you got to face him. Exactly, man. Bring Mitch in summer league so you can take some jumpers. That's that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got to say, yo. Salute to the chat, man. Thanks to everybody who's rocking with the KLT show, man. Thanks for everyone who's watching. Um, like you said, if you want to uh, donate to the KLT show, you can give it the super chats are available. Also, cash apps and stuff as well. Some as well. Um, you won't be seeing a lot of live shows in a while, so. Um, thanks for hanging with us, man. Um, work also working on bringing other type of content. I was hoping to have it a little bit faster, but you know, when you're trying to think, bring things off the ground, things happen sometimes. It doesn't happen as fast as you want. But stay tuned to the KT Show for some some off season content. Ho- hopefully, it'll be done as soon as possible. All right. But shout out to everybody who's rocking with us. Um, shout out to uh, Nick Yak. Missed twelve points without the ball at seventy percent. Where is that? Where did that stat come from? Okay. <laughs> I think he's talking about his two, his two yeah. points. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. Remember yeah. he broke like Wilt's record? Remember that? Yeah. 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 yeah you gotta go. Cool. You gotta. You gotta get your boy picks for Timmy though. He said at one point he thought Sims had a better handle than Grimes. <laughs> 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 Listen, man. I was with it. I was. Wow. I was concerned. I came on the show. And I said I was very concerned about Grimes' handle the first two games. Like he was turning the ball over every time he every time he made a move to the basket, it, it resulted in a turnover for like the first two games to me. And I said it on the show, and I said it, I was like, I don't think he can go left. I have seen the scouting report that he can't go left. I'm looking at the first two games. Every time he's going left, something funky happened. And then right after I said that, he started like driving left and making plays right and doing things better. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad he's 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 done well for himself and he's shown a little yeah. bit of handle since then. Thank you. I think Grimes has some handle. He has like the base of a handle that could definitely be improved upon. I think I think he's just not confident in it like that. Like 
I think in the first couple games, especially, he would take like a dribble and then pick the ball up right away. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like the past two games, you really saw him like he like he's more free with the ball in his hands now, which is good to see. So I think I think there's a level they can get to, he can get to. See, this is why I like Ariel because I noticed that too, and I was like, <laughs> yo, he every time he goes left, he picks the ball up, or he tries some <laughs> yeah. turnaround stuff. And he just does. He looks a little shaky, <laughs> or, 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 or he. Or he, or he abandons it and goes right when he doesn't have to go right, and it causes a turnover. So I'm not the only one who noticed that. All right, cool. See, this is, this is, yeah. why, I, this is why I rock with Ariel. And, and low-key, I want to be a video <laughs> Low-key, I wanted to be a video guy low-key. When, when KOT first started, I used to launch, like, games twice before I even aired it. But, you know, the more responsibilities I had, had the less I was able to do that. <laughs> That's dope. Now, yeah, it's time-consuming, man. It's time-consuming. Yeah, but I actually, like, like to watch. I was doing it before... Before KOT started, I was doing that. Like, but I don't know why. I had nobody. Rep- I just, I just like doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Man. When like, you watch things twice, you pick up on things that you're like, I didn't even notice that. Like, it makes it. It's exactly. a better like viewing. Not a better viewing experience, but you notice new things. It's cool. Exactly. You like you notice little coverage things. You notice what guys have been working on or who've gotten better at. You start to notice all. Oh, I, I, yeah, I was obsessive. This is why I even started KOT. Uh, but yeah, this is why I'm here, guys. All right, I'm, I'm a little bit obsessed. <laughs> all right but, <laughs> all right, but yo that is our show um thank you guys for watching um thanks for nix yak yo if you're new to the channel please like and subscribe to the channel um when the season starts we're gonna be right back at it if some big rumor happens we'll be right back here it might be quiet um i'm still working on getting some content here in the off season so please like and subscribe and and, and stay tuned to the kot show man all right um shout out to everybody who's been rocking with us so far uh and yeah man that's that's it that's it ariel i don't i had i made the graphic with your little twitter handle on it i'm pissed that is not even loading right now it's making me like why did I, <laughs> it was all fancy and moved it like it was cool <laughs> it looked like my mine and ryan but for some reason like it's not really loading and letting, it, letting you be great but let them let the people know where to find you you know maybe maybe um maybe you could put it me put it in the chat Made out better. Yeah. There you go. It's just, uh, yeah, Twitter's just at A Pacheco, P A C H E C O M B A, at Pacheco, A Pacheco M B A. Yeah. Because yeah. I know you Follow might. Follow me up. And, yeah. Yeah, I know Pacheco might be not, not the easiest to spell off the rip. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. People, <laughs> probably, people probably heard that and was like, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I understand. I understand. No worries. So, <laughs> so hold on. Me, me, me at least do, do, uh, do my man a salad and put it into like the. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, here we go. Of course, you don't want to go ahead, Ryan. Let me know where they find you, sir. Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right, shout out to my guy Ryan G. All right. Oh, you already know we can, the multiple places you can find us. You can find us at thenickatimeshow.com. That's where you can find the blogs. Uh, you can also find um, these snapbacks. The KOT snapbacks be at thenickatimeshow.com uh, slash catalog. You can also find our writings there from, from our writers at thenickatimeshow.com. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Ken and everybody, all the writers for the KOT show. All right. Also, 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 you can find us on Twitter as well at the KOT show but um you know what if if you're going to follow us on anywhere right now i'm going to try to push you guys to instagram because i'm trying to get this listen we've been at nine thousand uh seven hundred or whatever followers 
for a minute. I'm trying. I'm trying to get to that 10k swipe up, swipe up life on Instagram. All right. So if you really want to support your your boy out, like, subscribe to the channel, and and definitely follow us on Instagram as well, so you can um, watch us watch our posts over there. I put the link in the chat. All right. That is our show. All right. We are out of here. And um, gunshots for you people who I know be like, yo, JJ Ellis, the gunshots at the end. All right, I got the gunshots <laughs> for you. Some people are like, oh, Jay Ellis, hit the ooh button for us. All right, oh. I got you on the ooh button. And um, shout out to our favorite guy. Shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. All right, it's a mess out here. All right, that is our show. <laughs> <laughs> we are out of here. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in